0: We welcome you to the first ever Guy at the Movies podcast with Joe and Sean, Oscar Predictions Extravaganza, coming to you live from the guest bedroom slash office slash podcast studio of Math Teacher Movies in beautiful Connecticut, and the new bedroom that doubles as a podcasting studio for Guy at the Movies in picturesque Pennsylvania. Buckle up for a wild journey through the categories as Joe and Sean take you on a trip to the movies. And here are your hosts, Joe and Sean it's a wonderful night
1: for oscar 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 who will win
0: we're getting to the et theme ready (laughs) oh no this is that's entertainment good thing i control it there it is sean it's our first
1: oscar pod Oh, this feels so good. Uh, it, it really, you know, after a tough pandemic year, it's just lovely. Um, we've, only, we've almost been doing this for a year, and uh, it just, like, feels good to, you know, be like, you know, we, we, we've made it through this year of movies, this uh, challenging uh, year of movies, this way more challenging year of news, and <laughs> it just, it just feels good to finally be, like, breaking down all of these Oscars again. I've been thinking about it all day. I'm excited.
0: It is going to be a wild ride, I'm sure. Uh, I am very excited for it. So why don't we get down to business and talk about how this is gonna work. We're gonna walk through each category, starting with writing, best original screenplay, and going all the way through to best picture. We'll talk about the nominees, we'll give our individual picks, we'll talk about potential snubs that we would have liked to see in the category, upsets that may happen. Uh, but we'll also, if it goes on too long, play each other off <laughs> because we, uh, you know, why well, control the music? So good luck. Um, <laughs> I think you're going to be the one that has to play me off more times anyway. So <laughs> that's totally fine. Uh, so that is pretty much what we're going to do. We're going to have some fun, keep it loose and talk through all this. Um, I feel a little bit of an echo in this new studio, but we're going to roll with it and let it happen. <laughs> um, all right, Sean, let's go. Best original screenplay writing. And the
1: nominees are Judas and the black Messiah, Minari, promising young woman
0: sound of metal and the trial of the chicago seven well done announcer man back to you sean all right so um what do we got going on here sean talk to us about this these we're seeing five movies here that are also up for best picture uh, obviously we have some major powerhouses in here everything from aaron sorkin who is you know pretty phenomenal in terms of the the writer that he has uh Displayed himself as over the course of his TV writing career as well as film career Um, And then we have newcomers. We have like Emerald Fennell. We have Lee Isaac Chung some major hitters there
1: so right now uh, the For the longest time, the uh, buzz was going to the trial of Chicago 7 for exactly what you said. This is Aaron Sorkin, an Aaron Sorkin movie about stuff that's important. like, And it was a great movie, a great movie that people love to watch. But slowly that popularity waned, and it went closer and closer to Promising Young Woman. Promising Young Woman is the kind of movie that people are starting to say, you know, there's going to be a lot of think pieces about this. People are starting to say could it win best picture? Like, and they have those sort of like arguments there. It is, edgy it's very different it is taken on me too in one of some of the most complicated ways that really no other movie has and so just for that alone um they want to award the oscars and the writing body especially want to award something for a promising young woman and Mm -hmm. so that's pretty much gonna go uh to this one um in terms of the other ones it's great that they are there um you know minari might be another really really like you know like outside pick um, Sound of Metal in uh, Judas and the Black Messiah are honored. To, are it's an honor to be nominated. For <laughs> awards. Um, interesting to see Judas and the Black Messiah here, uh, mainly because uh, that one some of its criticisms were from its script. Like everyone said, these eight things are great about Judas and the Black Messiah, but we just had issues with the script. And so when I saw the script up there in the nomination, I said, I personally did like it. And so I was like, all right, good for that. Good for that being in there. But it was interesting that 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 caught its own popularity.
0: Yeah, I think this is kind of one of those categories where you can see – I like what you're saying about Promising Young Woman and The Trial of the Chicago 7 being sort of the two that we're really considering. Minari maybe an offshoot. Um, Sound of Metal is a film that I think is going to win an award. I don't think it's this category. I think there's another category for it that we'll get to that is prime for it and it's most deserved of, deserve it of. Um, but uh, I don't know. I'm I'm still not thinking promising young woman though. I got to be honest. I don't know. What do you What do you think? Take it. Do you think trial? My pick's trial. Yeah, my pick is trial, and um, your pick is.
1: My pick is promising young woman. But I mean, if you're not going to do it though, go with trial. So we're we're both making the right calls. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: It's. Uh, my the thought process behind making my picks was really interesting, and it kind of gets into you know some of the oh god wanting to award everything in some way, like give everyone a trophy, uh, and trying to figure out where their best uh, their best chances are, so to speak. Uh, I don't know. Is there no? That's interesting.
1: I I really like that because last year was a um, very interesting year for the fact that every single best picture nominee won something. Mm-hmm except for the Irishman and it lost 10 mm, and true. you know, you go through all those categories and you're like, Oh no, this was better. No, this was better. No, this was better. Um, we have not uh, talked about the Irishman together. Uh, I damn the three and a half hour runtime. That thing's a masterpiece to me. Like, I absolutely love it. Um, <laughs> but, but it was just unbelievable that it didn't even breach one possible win. And so to, to like, you know, say that this is trial shot at winning. Oh wait, I got one more for trial. It's going to probably happen. But uh, there's one more in the bag for trial. But this is, this is another uh, trial shot at winning.
0: Yeah, no pun intended. It is going to be um, pretty interesting to see what happens with that category. I think we're going to have this conversation a lot as we move through. But why don't we jump into writing uh, adapted screenplay. And... and the nominees are... Oh, and the nominees are... Borat subsequent movie film, delivery
1: of Prejudice Bride to American Regime for make-benefit once glorious nation of Kazakhstan. The Father... Nomadland, One Night in Miami,
0: the White Tiger. All right. So, <laughs> so uh, <mad. laughs> with this one, it's kind of, um, I don't know. I'm so all over the place with this. I got to say that One Night in Miami is strong for me because I think that it is um, – I think it's a good adaptation. I think it's a very, I think it's a very good film because I think that the writing is strong. I think that the story it's telling and the conversations it's having and the themes are really powerful and they're brought to life by the actors that were in it. But I just, I don't know that it has the oomph that I would have wanted it to have. I don't know if this is because I am, I recently watched this movie and it's just so intense in my mind still to this day. And we have to talk about the casting for the follow up in a second. Um, But uh, the Father. I think the writing for that is just phenomenal. Um, and looking at other films in this category, I I'm not saying they're not great films, but when you're talking about adapted screenplays, I do think that this one's going to take it.
1: Um, I'm with you for the Father, and uh, there's a few reasons why. Is because the Father, like basically, you know, technically came out in February. No one saw it until March or April, and this includes the screeners. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, pretty much, its momentum peaked very late extremely later than any other one and everyone loves it now this is when they have to sort of scramble and by the way i talk about oscar as like one person that's not how oscar works <laughs> but uh, oscar is sort of scrambling and thinking like who do, who how does how does he win how, do, how does the father win the father has to win somewhere anthony hopkins oh well let me give it a bath no then maybe we'll talk about that later um but there's a few other things where the father might win there's one other award i'm thinking of but that one we got to talk about later as well um, however, adapted screenplay, there's not a standout. Um, and so the father could be the standout. and it's written well. It's constructed very well. It's you know, this is one of the many uh, movies that were adapted from plays. Mm-hmm. And really, all of those movies adapted from plays did not feel like plays to me. And uh, that is due to the production design. that is due to the editing, that is due to other things that the father could win, but it's also due to the screenplay. I will say in uh, your uh, comments on one night in Miami, um, Kent Powers is going to be probably winning another Oscar for uh, the uh, animated feature when we'll get there. So he's already going to be good. That doesn't mean he can't win another one here and all that. But that's uh, one of the things I want to talk about. What was the uh, standout for a while? And I think it was just the standout because it was the standout for everything else. And that's Nomadland. Um and Nomadland is tricky because I don't want to join the crew of saying they were all they were all real people, so it's not really a screenplay. No, 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 no. It was a screenplay. I personally think this film doesn't succeed in its screenplay. We've talked about really, it. Really. Where this is not. I, I love this movie, but it's not a story. Like it is. It's Francis going from point A to point B in a van and discuss like you know sort of discovering issues from there, but in that regard like nomadland doesn't really work as a screenplay there um i want to get well so borat is an interesting one of why it's there it's not winning obviously but i I promise you i will not talk about all five nominees every time but, (laughs) (laughs) but borat's interesting why it's there um because it's just sort of like oh that is another one where it's a bunch of real people but they still had a format and they still had a way of like Uh, Like you know, turning that format on a dime the moment that the pandemic hit, and I think that was something. That's a really good point. I didn't even think about that. And uh, this this morning, I have this as my final shot. Friday today, where um or uh, on today Friday the sixteenth, because I know this comes out later. Um, but uh, I uh where it's uh you know the two of them sort of like you know embracing at the very end, and it's like this was like one hell of a story, probably more than the typical Borat. So I'm for them. And so I'm, you know, I obviously would pick something else, but you know, some people wanted to cry that one right away and I'm not even going to talk too much about it, but the white tiger is kind of awesome. And I'm psyched it's there. Go white tiger. That, that movie was great.
0: <laughs> uh, I am on board with everything that you said. I think it's kind of interesting too, that we just found out yesterday that we're getting um, a release of some unseen footage from Borat. And I think that goes to speak to them trying to craft something uh, around uh, what they had when you're right, they had to completely change a lot of it, right? Yeah. Um, the, the you see that in the film. That's part of the film where they're like, "Yeah, there's a pandemic." <laughs>
1: All of a sudden, he stops and there's an empty road. It's unbelievable.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, but that uh, just to talk about that real quick, that uh, film or that release on Amazon is going to be called Borat Supplemental Reportings Retrieve from Floor of Stable Containing Editing Machine. <laughs> Even when that.
1: it's stupid, it's great.
0: <laughs> I know, I know. It is so great. Uh, can, because we mentioned The Father, I do want to talk about uh, the Florian Zeller's follow-up, which is, it's not a follow-up to the film, mm-hmm. but it's another adapted screenplay uh, called The Sun, and it's going to star Hugh Jackman and Laura Dern. Like, if there is any way to get me to, like, get naked at a movie theater and, like, make love to a chair, it is that casting, because that is a wonderful pairing. And the story is, you know, Laura Dern is playing the ex-wife of Hugh Jackman. Uh, she pops up with their very troubled team, and it's all about like that dynamic and stuff. I can't wait.
1: I mean, God bless you for now wanting uh, all of our uh, viewers to want theaters closed <laughs> for the next one. Um, it, it, I mean, Zeller, I, it, it has nothing to do with the father, of course, as we have said, but Zeller really shot himself in the foot with that title, man. You got to call it something else. Like, because people are just going to be like, oh, he's doing his follow up, but it's going to be the son. Like,
0: yeah, but I think also that might work in a weird way, right? Like, people <laughs> think it is, and then they go, and I mean, it's another heavy topic. And it's yeah. just, I love, I'm a, I'm a heavy topic guy. I love those movies. Um, so I'm very excited to see what this, this looks like. And I also am just very pumped for that casting again. I can't say it enough. Laura Dern, I absolutely love. Hugh Jackman, I absolutely love. Um, I may or may not have been getting a drink last night and got into an argument with someone about Hugh Jackman stemmed from this Greatest Showman. Um, this woman at the bar said, uh, that's, Uh, you know, The Greatest Showman was crap and they all lip synced and it was just a terrible movie. And I said, well, that's your opinion and your opinion's wrong. Um, So uh, but then we got into Hugh Jackman and um, we were talking about his looks at first and then talking about his acting. And they also said that his acting was really poor, at which point I paid my tab and left because I don't want to be associated with those people. I think we anyway. need to do
1: a Hugh Jackman retrospective because I'm 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 curious to see because I I don't want to disrespect him with his acting but I like you know just now when I was trying to think of like greatest performances I was like I don't know exactly what I'd go for now I I would need to like explore this further because I mean I,
0: your one would be greatest showman I think right but maybe I mean but like <laughs> I'm not totally just saying because he I don't know that he's the greatest actor I don't I'm not saying that yeah. but he's the most energetic and I think mm-hmm. he's extremely talented with the different types of roles he can take and the different types of energy he can bring to whatever the story is. And that goes for film, stage, uh, as well as, um, uh, what was I just thinking, film stage and, I mean, music, obviously, right? Yeah. The, and uh, well, stage again, but uh, like his, tour, his touring, uh, He did, I saw him live twice in one year, <laughs> um, but uh, his tour was just so much fun and it was such a, Just I don't know. And then Keala Settle came out and I like wet myself. It was great.
1: (laughs) I I will say actually to bring it back to the uh, Oscars, his um, like, and people just forget about it and they're like, who could ever host the Oscars again? Who could ever do it? Mm -hmm. His Oscar hosting job was, and no one disagreed, was amazing.
0: Yeah. He did a great job. It
1: was like fun, charming, great music. I mean, really great. Like, oh man. All right. Let's talk visual effects. And the nominees for visual effects are Love and Monsters, The Midnight Sky, Mulan, The One and Only Ivan, and Tenet.
0: Talk to me about this one.
1: Um, I know what it's not going to be, and you're going to be very surprised to hear what it's not going to be. And maybe it is, but Tenet has been uh, like pretty much, like, and I heard it came back, but was pulled for a while from Warner Brothers' Oscar campaigns. Why? Well, I mean, Nolan and uh, Warner Brothers aren't exactly best of friends right now. Oh, I don't no. know if that's exactly what it was, but <laughs> it, like and, you know, so there, there was a while where pretty much it just was not there. Now, I think it got put back in, um, but I think there's just such an issue there that I think Warner Brothers sort of like their campaigning of tenant for best visual effects and for their other nominees here is is a little bit lackluster now there are going to be a lot of people in the visual effects department that might say screw it, I don't care. It's still Tenet, it was still Nolan, it was still pretty like fascinating and stuff like that. So it could go there. The other part of that is, you know, Tenet's a very practical effects guy. And yes, there were some visual effects there, but do you want to give it to something where there is so much practical effects which I you know respect the hell out of um, or do you want to give it to something that has a bit more visual effects and what has a little bit more visual effects uh, a lot of people are giving a lot of credit to you know many of these movies but the one and only Ivan With their ability to make like the human faces onto the animals. And it's I don't think it's enough to push it over. And so I think it's gonna go to, and this is this is one where I, you know, I'm maybe giving my risky pick here. I think it's gonna go to one that the movie was decried and hated, but except everyone said it was visually beautiful. That's Midnight
0: Sky. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Midnight Sky, Um, I think that people really hated that movie, but really loved everything that brought, especially the one scene with the asteroid field, which really just like, you know, messed with me forever. Like it was unbelievably well done. And um, I think that that might be the surprise winner because everyone's going to be looking towards Tenet. But just that just that behind the scenes drama might might be enough to get Midnight Sky to get that win.
0: I wish they would have Warner Brothers would have pulled Tenet and replaced it with uh Godzilla versus Garland. <laughs> <laughs> Just really pissed off Christopher Nolan. <laughs> um looking at these, I can see I, I totally agree with your argument for the one and only Ivan. I agree with Midnight Sky potentially being a spoiler upset. Um I've heard love and monsters mentioned. I just, I didn't think that was all that incredible. I'm, I'm definitely of the minority in that film with that film too. And I want to rewatch it. Cause I think like, maybe I just had something going on that I didn't enjoy it. Um, but I, I don't know that the, not that, that it's Oscar worthy in terms of the effects um, I've been trying to think of Milan and making a case for Milan. And I guess it would be just the way the fighting and the way in which they made that look like, you know, spectacular and stuff. But I don't know that it's enough and I'm—I don't know. I—I I personally think it's still going to Tenet.
1: Yeah, it really Tenet is still the safe bet. Um, if you're gonna do like you know, there's always the uh, awards where I think the uh, spoiler is really, really high up. Mm-hmm. I would give it to Midnight Sky if you're if you want to do uh, smart betting money, go to Tenet. But I—I um, I don't know. Some for some reason Midnight Sky because also I could just there, there's these times where I have these premonitions of people getting really freaking pissed off over an award win. And I see Midnight Sky being one of those, which I don't think they should be. But I see that being the one where like, you know, Midnight Sky wins an award above Tenet is just going to absolutely destroy the internet. And I'm sort of looking forward to that
0: a little bit. Anything that destroys the internet and gives us content is great. Um, Totally on board with that. I'm trying to think of any other movies that should have been nominated or that I think should have been nominated. I got one. Go ahead. Uh, Welcome to Chechnya. Um, Oh, yeah, yeah.
1: For like, uh, so this was a, uh, a a Chechnyan, well, not, well, uh, God, I don't know the country of the documentary, but it was a documentary about um, trying to uh, get uh, Chechnyans to uh, escape from Chechnya. Um. And uh, try to uh, get out uh, because of the uh, genocide going on there. And uh, what they did to disguise their faces is instead of a bunch of blurs, which it would have been a you know pretty dis- like you know disconnected documentary if everyone just had blurs over them, they actually had other actors donate their faces, put them on there. Um, and the effects are actually so good that I needed to see it a second time to yeah. realize there was actual um, you know actual disguises going on. Um, and I think that there's a couple of reasons why. First of all. The effects are pretty good, and I didn't even realize it. But also because these effects are probably more important than the uh, five uh, effects that are on there. Um, These saved lives. So I
0: I knew you were going to say that, and that's my question. I totally agree with you 100%. Is that what they measure it on? Is it the quality of the effects, or is it the impact that the effects had on the content? Is it both? Is it? It's so uh –
1: uh, the quality of the effects on the content. I guess it is a little bit of both. Um, I would argue for me, it would have been nice to see that nomination on there because of like the fact that those, you know, effects were like, you know, sort of saving lives and also made for an engrossing documentary um i also think it would have been kind of cool to see uh well this didn't happen anyway which we're going to talk about soon but to see like uh, a documentary have best visual effects and possibly a movie get nominated for both best documentary and best visual effects which we're also going to talk about probably pretty soon um but (laughs) um that would have been like some cool things to see um and, you know, who would I boot off then uh, if I wanted to put Welcome to Chechnya on? Uh, tough call, really. I mean, probably Mulan. I don't think there was any, you know, I mean, hey, you know, I bet the visual effects people worked very hard on there. But there was nothing that, you know, stood out. And, hey, maybe that's a good thing because it blend in. But there was nothing there that really, like, took me out of, uh, took me into a
0: different world. I guess I, I'm looking at the shortlist as well. And I don't really like anything else on the shortlist, to be honest, in terms of effects. Birds of Prey and The Fantabulous Emancipation of Harley Quinn, or One Harley Quinn. Bloodshot, which... God, no. Okay. Uh, Mank, which I don't, I don't know. I forget why they had that even on there. That <laughs> And then Soul. And Soul just doesn't fit for me because you're talking animation. I always I, I get into some issues with that.
1: No, there were some justifications for Soul that they sort of convinced me. Um, and I can't remember them now. and uh, But I think it just had to be with the cityscapes and you know how they managed those. But still, you're right. That's animation. I, I'm out of that one.
0: Yeah, it's kind of odd. Uh, all right, let's move on to sound. All right.
1: So um, this is best sound. Greyhound, Mank, News of the World, Soul, and
0: Sound of Metal. So this is the category I was talking about, Sound of Metal. Um, I think that using the the way that they use sound to push the story, and I guess this gets back to the, con- the the question I just asked you about visual effects. You know, is it the sound or is it the use of sound or whatever? It's it's both, and I guess that would go to visual effects now too. I just answered my own question with this category. Um, I think the use of sound and the absence of sound and the manipulation of sound was the probably the best supporting actor actress in that film, right? uh really enjoyed that but as i'm looking at the list i'm actually making a case for greyhound in my head as well i know that that movie didn't get too too much love i enjoyed it um although i didn't understand half the stuff they were saying in it um but the the sound is really incredible in that because it's just they're out on the sea and it's constant battling um so i can make a case for that as well but i do think this goes to sound the metal it goes to Sound of Metal. It does. Um,
1: every single expert has been saying that. They haven't even been talking about the other nominees, and it is because, like you said, sound. Is, I, I don't like saying this, but I'm going to say it right now. Sound is a character in this movie, mm-hmm. and it really it's a plot point. It drives the entire thing. It's what makes you go, oh, when he puts in the cochlear implant and he can't hear that well still. Mm-hmm. It's just like when he's starting to go deaf, you like start to feel for him. I mean, this is like truly like you know, it's Sound of Metal. It's been Sound of Metal like since it came out, pretty much. Um, to just quickly talk about the other nominees soul is on there basically because it involves music um, and therefore anything that involves music always ends up in the sound category. Um, News of the world, really great gunfight, really suspenseful. Mank, not, oh, oh, actually, I know exactly why Mank was in there, and it's a very interesting situation. So, what they did with Mank, and we're going to still decide if this was necessary or not, um, but, uh, you know, Mank was always going to be a Netflix movie. But uh, what they did is they filmed it with regular sound. Then they had the sound guy sit in a theater, an old timey theater, not an old timey theater, but a theater, record it again, then have that be the recording. That is it's used in make now on one hand, I think that's awesome. On the other hand, I think that might be psychotic Fincher's kind of both those things. So right on. Um, so that was one of the things there, but now I want to talk to you about Greyhound. Cause I, I almost agree. Greyhound is wonderful sound and it's one victim. Uh, it, it might, it's not the one victim, but it's one of the few where boy, Oh boy, that one really would have rocked in the theater. That one would have absolutely just like done, you know, yeah. just done great in the theater and probably would have had like a noble, noble um, run for the sound, uh, for like the sound. No, uh, sorry, sound win. Sorry. Whoa, can not <laughs> put things together today? Um, and uh, that's, a, know, that's, that's a
0: sound bad. argument. I'll, I'll give you that.
1: Oh, <laughs> there he is. <laughs> there he is. No, and like that, that is the bummer, is because of everything there, the sound is actually quality in that so um, I would say that in another year Greyhound would have this pretty much in the bag but um, yeah oh yes okay (laughs) Uh (laughs) I guess when I got into the Meg situation
0: (laughs) All right. let's move on to short film live action I think this one we're probably gonna this and short animated film we'll probably get through pretty quickly Um, but short film live action Short film live action. And the nominees are Feeling Through, The Letter Room, The
1: Present, Two Distant, Two Distant Strangers, and White Eye. Who do you got for this one? Boy, um, I'm going to go with Two Distant Strangers. Um, it's on Netflix, so that has the most eyes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Trayvon Free um, is doing a ton of campaigning. Um, so right away, this just tells me it's going there um the letter room uh has some hollywood stars in it and might eventually become a feature-length film that always often means that that could be the one and i have no argument for it but i've heard feeling through a few times like echoed in my ear as a possibility as well but i think two distant strangers has the most popularity and in the short film it's sort of you're just looking at the pop- most popular one um, yeah yeah
0: Yeah, that's, that's tough. I'm in the same boat with you. I do think it will be two distant strangers. I think that the exposure on Netflix does a lot for its momentum. Um, This is a complete side note, but we're talking about exposure and stuff and pushing awards. And I meant to tell you that earlier this week. So, you know, as you know, I work for a a higher education institution um, and they uh, focus features was doing a free, free showings of promising young woman, um, for um, this is probably not what the day, like the title of the day, but like national sexual assault awareness or yeah. whatnot. Um, and they were associated with a national organization to do that. So that actually just happened yesterday. Um, and I thought that was pretty cool. I mean, it didn't get a lot of buzz, but it was pretty cool to see that they're you know using the film for that to, to actually get some conversation going. So and that's the thing, yeah. We're just the, the, like you know, when the films
1: are made, those are messages. Those, the, these are messages that we're looking for. We're not. This is not the change stuff. The change stuff comes with the actual action. Like mm-hmm. this is just like educating.
0: Yep, education is part of the you know addressing things. So, uh, short film animated. Short film animated. The nominees are Burrow, Genius Loki, If
1: Anything Happens, I Love You, Opera, and Yes People.
0: Where is the Pig movie wasn't that supposed to be in live action, or? <laughs> Don't you know, even. I thought that was a. Uh, I thought that was a
1: feature length. Oh God, was it? And I think it's this year. Yeah, it's a documentary.
0: Oh, cool. Okay.
1: Unless it's coming up in the documentary uh, kind of thing. Maybe. Oh, the documentary one is going to be different. It's going to be near documentary on the list. Oh God. All right, we'll <laughs> talk about that then. But what do you got for this one? Um, I got for this one, um, a devastating short film called "If Anything Happens, I Love You." um this is uh this is once again the netflix bump um and yet there's others on here like disney plus has burrow um so there's a few other uh different ones available um and burrow is a lovely little um lovely little cartoon um but that is more for um uh new pixar animators to sort of show what they have like kind of a tryout situation so those aren't really given as much um the um if anything happens, I love you uh, centers around a very uh, tragic event with a child and, um, their producers are many uh, Hollywood stars, including one that's already been mentioned here. Um, I believe Laura Dern has produced it. Um, now that doesn't mean that like just because you're a Hollywood star you get an Oscar for but also that means that you probably know a lot more people, can show a lot more people, can get it around to a lot more people. And so uh, if anything happens, I love you, it's a great um, short film that is animated. Um, it is also devastating, but um, that will be that will be winning uh, probably by a landslide, yeah.
0: I, that's okay. That's interesting. I am not as familiar with all of the um, ones in this category, to be honest. Um, I did think that Barrow might get that Disney push. Mm -hmm. Um, I just feel like they, sometimes the Oscars have such a hard on for Disney um, and especially like Pixar seems to do pretty well. And that's why I think one word even got nominated right for uh, best animated when we get to that. Uh, But I, I like I I, I at least know the content of um, the uh, If Anything Happens, I Love You, and I've seen pictures of the animation, and it just looks very unique. And I think that's the thing that
1: can beat Disney. Um, Not that it's like the goal to always beat Disney in this category, but it is because Disney always has their, you know, uh, before Pixar um, uh, short film that will often win. And yeah. so you have to wonder what can beat that. There is—I um, cannot remember the title, but it's like a letter uh, from the sun to the moon. Um, and that one uh, was like this, like uh, this guy talking about his father the whole time. And it was like a 20-minute short film, and uh, it was it was unique animation. Last year was Bad Hair, which oh my goodness, that was Sony Pictures Animation, and they took on something like you know important and symbolic and pretty damn beautiful. And that's how they took on. I don't know if Disney was up. Uh, there was a Disney film last year that was um, against it but if there was bad hair took it down yeah bad hair was so good oh, oh my god i, I it. love that let's talk production design all right production design and the nominees are the father ma rainey's black bottom make news of the world and tenet
0: who do you got for this one
1: god this is a really tough one it this might be one, one of the t- like this you know we're, we're going to talk about best actress soon this is pretty close to like tough on that um i will say that the most popular, the most popular is Mank. And I think they kind of just want to give Mank some technicals and say like, Hey, Mank, you. Got your technicals. You you made, you made your crazy Hollywood movie. You got your technicals. Um, I would be okay with Mank winning this. Um, now this is where I talk about some of the other ones news of the world. I think deserves to win this tenant. It's kind of cool. It's on there. I like that. Like, cause there's sort of a world around it. I don't think it has uh, enough room. Um, the two that really should are the two that are plays, and we talked about that, because that the production design of movies based off of plays make them movies instead of plays. Um, so Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, terrific production design. And you know there'll be people out, say, out there that say, it's only three sets. But those three sets sort of are used all around <laughs> 360, used every part of it. So that part, I, I don't subscribe to that. And The Father has the production design that, whew, that one is just absolutely unbelievable.
0: Well, I didn't even think about that with the father. The changing of the uh, the kitchen and mainly, I think, was used mostly. <laughs> um, I, I go for Ma Rainey here, and yeah. because I think with production design, you're talking about art direction, if I'm not mistaken. And I think that the use of everything in that film, from colors to staging to uh, the the diff- the three different sets, if not a couple more, you know, I mean, you arrive outside. To the, you arrive with the movie outside, you leave the movie outside. Um, I don't know. I think that one just did a lot for it. And I don't see Ma Rainey outside of some of the, a- the acting. We'll get in that conversation. But the film itself, I think this is a place where it could shine.
1: Well, there's going to be. And uh, it's going to come. Prob- it might come on this one. Um, but uh, there's going to be a Ma Rainey, sorry we didn't nominate you for uh, Best Picture Tour. And that might start with this production design. And it's going to start with a couple of other technicals. And so, and I don't know if they're going to get any of those technicals. I don't know if I have them down for any of those. I'm still thinking about this one. I'm still thinking about being boring with Mank. It's either Mank or Ma Rainey for me. Um, And I really, I I love the idea of Ma Rainey winning this. Um, And I think that could happen because otherwise, if like, but but I might go with Mank just because otherwise, Mank, I think, is completely shut out. And you know, you could argue who cares. And yeah, who cares? But I know you would love that. <laughs> but um, I think that they might say, like, OK, cool. Mank won an Oscar. Like, we're, we're good. We're OK.
0: <laughs> I think I need to uh, just clarify. I don't have anything against Mank. It's not my favorite movie. I don't want your hate mail. I am not siloed in what I'm looking at. Um, I, I am aware of all of these nominees and what they bring to the table.
1: <laughs> this is what happens though. You show you like slightly don't like, you know, you slightly have an issue with a movie and then I'm just like, and uh, we have mank hater,
0: Joe, <laughs> land hater, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, it's the same as uh, you with um, <laughs> the prom. Um, let's move on to music, original song,
1: music, original song. Oh, wait, is it? Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, music, original song. Fight for You, from Judas and the Black Messiah. Hear My Voice, from The Trial of Chicago 7. Husavik, from Eurovision Song Contest, The Story of Fire Saga. Scene, from The Life Ahead.
0: Speak Now, from One Night in Miami. All right. I need to start with what's not nominated. There is a movie that I absolutely hated when I watched it. But there's a song from it that I think really did deserve it. Um, it's from Jingle Jangle, A Christmas Journey, the Make It Work song. I do think that that was a really good song. The music in it, I think, was really phenomenal. Um, I just didn't like the movie. Um, Wuhan Flu was shortlisted.
1: <laughs> I still <laughs> say that would, be, that would have been horrible if that got on.
0: <laughs> I would have died. Um, but there's reasons why it's not on there. Um, and I do think that the wrong song from Eurovision was nominated. Why is Yaya Ding Dong not nominated?
1: <laughs> this has been the greatest uh, Oscar controversy so far. <laughs> Whenever people mention Husevic uh, is nominated, that Yaya Ding Dong was not nominated, which is an absolute shame. Who do you have in this category? Uh, th- so this one, uh, there's, there's, there's three big, big nominees. And first of all, I'll say my hope is Husevic, um and Eurovision Song Contest, because I think that that is the only one that's not a song from a trailer, is a song that people know. And sure, it's not Ya yeah, yeah, Ding Dong, which is, which is actually genuinely a shame. Um, but I think that that song is a beautiful song in the movie and also is a great crux of the movie like it's just a gr- like a beautiful turning point a perfect satisfying end so that one's great now speak now one night in miami won other awards or was just starting to get popular and so that one's a big deal now the other big key there is leslie Odom jr is nominated for an academy award and so usually for best original song the person who uh, an actor who's nominated wins the best original song Lady Gaga uh, for um, shallow uh, shallow. And then there's several other nominees that escape me right now. Um, now the other one is uh scene from the life ahead. Um, the only reason why is because look up Diane Warren right now. Mm. She has been nominated. I think this might actually, Oh boy, it might be her 18th nomination or eighth nomination. One of those two. Um, but it's truly, she has been nominated several times has never won. Um, I think this is going to Housuvic. I think that people kind of loved that movie midway through the summer, and you know they, they like. And Husevic snuck out of nowhere. It snuck up on the short list for the Oscars. It wasn't in anything else, and then just like it, it's just great. I, it I,
0: arguably I, snuck up in the movie too. <laughs> like, you had all definitely. this ridiculous <laughs> stuff, and then this happened. Uh, but I do want to share with you. So I have um, fight for you as the lead in this. Um, from uh, Judas and the Black Messiah. That's my thought. Uh, I don't have any real reason why. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> where's my thought? Um, did you know that on YouTube, though, you can find 10 hours of Yaya ya Ding Dong? Oh, <laughs> so, let's listen for a second. Let's just get to the good part.
1: Ding Dong.
0: <laughs>
1: Come on. How did that not get nominated? <laughs> One of the greatest moments is the bar patron, like when they say, like, you know, when is it going to be enough? And he just screams, it will never be enough. And that's how I feel about some songs sometimes. And so, like, I feel that bar patron. Like,
0: I just love...
1: <laughs>
0: oh, my God. that cracks me up. All right. Well, let's move on to the next category here, which is uh, music original score. All right.
1: So... And the nominees are Five Bloods, Mank, Minari, News of the World, and Soul.
0: What are your thoughts on this round?
1: Uh, it's going to be Soul. Um, it's, yeah. Well, you know, I mean, I, I, I will give you a lot. We, we've talked about Soul. We both are, uh, you know, not exactly the biggest Soul guys. Um, I will say the score is pretty good in that. It is. It is. Yeah. I'll give them that. Yeah. Um, you know the only other one I well this it's very interesting because uh, Tret Rasner and Atticus Ross are uh, nominated for both uh, Soul and Mank. Yeah. Um. So I mean you know they could win in one of those two. I personally think Mank is a better score. Um. I you know the way they had to like kind of like work with like you know a lot more classic, excuse me, classical films sounds a lot better. Um. The only one I could see sneaking up is Minari. But this is all getting back into my way of like slowly building my theory that possibly Minari could win Best Picture by building up a bunch of other Oscar wins, and this that that theory is dead, and I need to accept that. But regardless, um, I know I, it think, just, I know it's just
0: shit on it, but I think that Soul as well is taking this one. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, I'd say, you know, I, I, yeah, there's no, you know, I don't know what uh, Defy Bloods is doing here. Defy Bloods should be in almost every other category, and we can scream about that a little bit if we want to, but I don't know if I really feel it. But, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be soul. Let's hit makeup and hairstyling. Oh, makeup and hairstyling. Um, and the nominees are Emma, Hillbilly Elegy, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, Mank, and Pinocchio.
0: So this is an interesting category in some ways. Um, I think this one could go to a few different ones. Um, a Pinocchio could obviously pull it. Uh, Ma Rainey, the only reason I keep thinking about Ma Rainey is because of uh, Viola Davis's ridiculous-looking makeup and stuff. Um, but I think when I think about the reasons why that – movie worked for me and such it's not just the makeup it's the actress under it that brought that to life Mm -hmm. um so i don't i'm not considering it there i actually think this might go to emma because i think the oscars love period pieces um and the the makeup and hairstyling this i think was really pretty beautiful in terms of connecting with the time um but this is also one of those categories to throw away for me because i'm not too invested in it (laughs)
1: this is one of the ones for me where I think about makeup and hairstyling.
0: Um, it's always a
1: weird winner. It's always a really weird winner. Um, You know, what was it? Bad, bad. No, it wasn't bad. Grandpa. What was that one with Johnny Knoxville as a grandpa? Um, Or if we think about Norbit or we think about, this is one that really uh, like, like all of those just weird, weird ones. And so I think this is going to Pinocchio, not to compare Pinocchio to ba- a bad movie or a weird movie, but it's bad a movie, movie that like, none of us know about um it was apparently like you know it's it's in italian but was dubbed in american poorly and we don't have the italian version with subtitles so <laughs> we only can watch the poor dubbed american and i think that if you look at pinocchio if you look at a few photos of pinocchio that's all you have to do it's like oh none of that's visual effects that's all makeup that's incredible right so it's just kind of one of those things where it's like people won't really realize that people will like hear that name. Once again, the Internet will kind of break um, and just be like Pinocchio got it. But that is that, that's what it's going to be. I think it's going to be that now. Ma Rainey's, I think, is the, another safe bet um, and will be part of the technical awards. We should have given you Best Picture Show, but um, it's one of those two. I think Emma's an interesting pick, though. I like that one.
0: So I I need to change that up, actually, because I wrote this down wrong. Um, I do think Pinocchio takes this one. I think when we get to Mm -hmm. costume and hair or costume design, I think Emma has a very strong chance there. I think in that one, we'll talk about it, but I think it comes to that between that and Milan for me in that round. Um, Go ahead.
1: Sorry. Well, I think that was it for me. But yeah, I think there's a lot of these that are going to be, I'm going to be giving it to something else except for Ma Rainey's. And then. That will be – well, that's not terribly fair. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) It will be a lot. It will go between that and and Maurenius. And also I want to thank my agent.
0: Let's do international feature film.
1: International feature film. And the nominees are Another Round, Better Days, Collective, The Man Who Sold His Skin, and Kuvada Saida. There's no way this isn't Another Round, right? It's Another Round. It's Another Round – Um, if someone wasn't paying attention at all to movies or Oscar season at all, they could just be like, oh, that one got a best director. So that one wins. And, you know, that's a very shallow take. But other than that, it's also just that's what's going to happen. Yeah. Um, Another round has been, well, you know, unfortunately with the exception of Collective was the only one seen by me, was probably the only one seen by many people. Um, I will say, um, and I probably butchered the pronunciation, but I've heard that uh, Kevada Aida is – exceptional and when i'm in the mood for another foreign film i think i'm going to be checking that one out because i've heard it's I heard it's really good
0: okay, um, i to I be a, in the mood i'm the same way
1: well <laughs> in the mood for another foreign film is me like you know saying am i gonna not look at my phone for two hours because that's gonna be tough like yeah. you know that's gonna be a tricky one um yeah. but i would say yeah this is another round um this is the end of its victory lab very deserved very well deserved i will shout out collective um Really cool documentary. Um, really great movie. I love when a documentary also gets a uh, foreign film so that when I see it I could like seem like somehow twice of a douche. But like it's just like that's exactly like what I'm looking for. Yeah. All right. But but that's me. It's gonna be another round.
0: All right, let's hit uh, best film editing.
1: All right. Best film editing, The Father, Nomad Land, Promising Young Woman, Sound of Metal, and The Trial of
0: the Chicago Seven. So I think what's interesting about this category is that for so long, it was a predictor of best picture. Um, but it's, it hasn't been in quite a while. Wow. Um, yeah. So with this one, I have a few thoughts. Um, Nomadland. I don't know in terms of editing. I don't, it doesn't stick out to me. And this is obviously a pedestrian take on probably what the, you know, the voters in the Academy are looking at, but Nomadland to me, wasn't anything special when it came to editing. Um, Promising Young Woman, I actually think was sloppy in the editing, to be quite honest. Um, the Father, I could see. I think that like the editing with the transitions between like what we're seeing, what he's seeing, that type of stuff was great. Um, Trial Chicago 7, editing-wise, I don't know. I think Sound of Metal would take this one, in my opinion. Ooh, you like a Sound of Metal win. I, I, I like
1: that. I, do. I think I think I like that because Sound of Metal sort of edits with its sound, like sort of like, you know, there'll be moments where, you know, they'll, he'll be around the dinner table, not being able to hear anything, then they'll cut far away, and they'll be there, and then they'll cut back in, so there, there are some really interesting um,
0: which I think is unique,
1: right, and I think that mm-hmm. that's, that's why I like it, because I think it broadens the category a little bit more. And here might be the problem is they may not look at what's unique. Um, I really do like that pick though. Um, I am going with uh, you know. I'm just gonna say yeah. I agree with you with Nomadland and Promising Young Woman. Nothing big there. The Father I think had sensational editing, and yeah. if that wins, it shows how far it moment. It's excuse me. Its momentum went. And like, you know, just because once again, this had very late momentum <laughs> because it came out like yesterday. <laughs> so it's a little bit tricky to try to pick that up. But that if that had a couple of months, it could have had some fun. I'm going with Trial of Chicago 7 okay. and I'm going for it for a scene that just will stand out completely. And it's Eddie Redmayne's speech that mm-hmm. he makes. And um, it goes back and forth between uh, Ryland's practicing uh, cross-examining him, um, then going back to the speech, and then going back and forth. Now, it's a very oh, – I'm about to use this word. Just like cut me off when I use this word. Just like like find a new podcast. It's a very pedestrian type of scene, but it, it – I just said that five minutes ago. Was that a knock on me? No,
0: did you say pedestrian? I didn't realize you said pedestrian.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, look at us. I think all right, everyone shut this off. Um, So so it's a very pedestrian editing scene, but it works, and you are energized at that moment in that scene. You are really going for it. There's a lot of emotion kicking in. I think it's a few of those. There's one moment, the Take the Hill scene, I believe, does the same thing. and once again, yeah, it is just going back and forth, the two different scenes. But I think it's placed properly enough that it works. It also has the worst editing when they fade out on uh, on Sasha Baron Cohen when he's like, I haven't been on trial for my thoughts before. Why would you have a fade like that? That like, Yeah. Uh, but, you know, regardless, that's how they decided to make that part of the movie. I think with all of that and then also this might be the thing where you're right. This isn't a predictor of uh, Best Picture anymore but now it might be a way of like making up for not giving that kind of film best picture yeah <laughs> like that, yeah either way of doing it
0: I, I mean and i do wonder how much that plays into the voting if if you're looking at all these categories and you're thinking like well it's not going to win this but i still want to recognize it somewhere yeah. then you likely and we're not talking about oscar (laughs) yeah we're talking about all the individual voters but i do think that that plays into it a lot with the individual voters to be quite honest
1: well it is because like right now like these guys are all these are all film editors that are voting for this category Mm -hmm. and then just everybody votes for best picture and i think also like best animated or a few other like you know like ones that are there but um so these are all these best film editors that said i heard trial's not gonna win and, I mean, it's pretty okay. Like, I, I, I don't know how
0: they're all thinking, but that pretty might be, okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so that might um, be their yeah. way.
0: Yeah, I'm with you there. All right, let's jump over to documentary short subject. All right. all right, so
1: documentary short subject. The nominees are Colette, A Concerto is a Conversation, Do Not Split, Hunger Ward, A Love Song for Latasha. Talk to me about this category because I am a little lost with it. Unfortunately, I am too. I've only seen one, but I've heard about a couple of others. Um, I heard Colette is a, uh, you know, strong independent woman uh, in the lead um, going through uh, quite a traumatic event, I believe. Um, And then uh, the conversation is a very quaint, lovely do not split. I haven't heard anything about Hunger Ward. I heard is beyond disturbing and extremely difficult to watch. So that's one thing where it's like, well, that, of course, wins or people can't get sit through it. And so they don't put it on there. Here's my pick for the win because it's the only one I saw and I'm really hoping for it. It's a love song for Latasha. Once again, it's on Netflix. It has the Netflix bump. Um, But also, this is something where where, (sighs) disturbing um, images are what we always look at. Disturbing footage is what we always look at. This is about a a young black girl uh, in the 90s um, who was killed over an orange juice by a convenience store owner. Um, They have footage of it. It's available. They don't use it in this. Instead, they talk about how she was growing up. They talk about her friends. They interview her friends. They have actors and actresses play her friends hanging out beforehand and after. And it's done in a style that's so welcoming. I'll be pretty – like I haven't seen the other four, so I don't think I have
0: the right to be upset. But I will be pretty upset if this doesn't win because this is a really (laughs) beautiful short film. Uh. I think you had told me about this before, which is probably what led me to researching it a little bit, which also led me to picking it as my choice. Um, because I, I honestly have not seen any of the others. So yeah. um, I, I want to, because I feel like with these short subject documentaries and even the animated shorts, we get a lot of, um, I think it's shorts in general, to be quite honest. You get a lot of uh, specific topics discussed that aren't necessarily always tapped for larger features. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, again, love that <laughs> uh, documentary feature.
1: All right. I'm going to try to do this in my announcer voice, but I might break a second <clears throat> documentary feature. And the nominees are collective crip camp, the
0: mole agent, my octopus teacher time. So my octopus teacher is winning this. Um, unfortunately, <laughs> Um I but I have to be honest. I'm going to talk about a different movie here. Time.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I didn't love time.
1: Mm-mm.
0: I really didn't. I, I mean, I thought it was a good documentary. It was fine, but the way that people were talking about it, I just, I don't know. I did not have the same. I didn't. I didn't feel the same. Uh, I don't know. When you're walking away from a documentary and you're feeling very empowered and like you're ready to like, you know, really think about and research and you know, dive into a topic, I didn't get that here.
1: No, I think um, we just talked about, uh, you know, to preserve the shorts, have the shorts, all that stuff. I wonder what time would have been like as a documentary short. I feel like it would have been able to capture some emotional impact. I agree. Um, And, yeah, so I'm going to sort of talk about this for a second because my octopus teacher is winning. And my octopus teacher is winning. You know, it could be because of the Netflix bump. It could be because of mass appeal. A lot of people have just been saying, "This um, this is a great, like, you know, lovely movie, a lovely movie. The problem is, a lot of people like to watch nature documentaries, and that's fine. Those people are lovely people, and they're the majority of the population. So I can't exactly slam them because for wanting to watch a uh, nature documentary. But nature documentaries are nature documentaries. They're just that: animals uh, hunt. They sometimes get hunted. That's there's not a lot of you know conflict. There's not a lot of humanity there. And they brought in a human that just fell in love with an octopus, which I, I just I, I couldn't really you know care care quite less than. Um, don't you reach for that music? Um, <laughs> I can't wait to tell you this. Go ahead. <laughs> What's even worse than that is that there. This is this was a year for documentaries. This was a year for some great documentaries. Dick Johnson is dead. Boy, State and the pre mentioned. Mm-hmm. Welcome to Chechnya should all be on this list instead. And, and all in. All in was another one that I thought. All was in was another one. great one. I forgot mm-hmm. about all. There were so many great ones, and it's just I. I don't want to get on a documentary for its lack of importance because obviously, hey, this is about nature nature's nature is important. World climate change. Yes, okay, but. This like was just so centered and it was really just it just felt so self-centered around him and like his attachment to the octopus that like it wasn't even just about the nature there. I really I did not like this. I know some people are just like, you know, yeah, it was okay. I guess it's going to win. It's kind of bad that it's going to win, but it's okay. I really disliked this documentary a lot. I remember you
0: texting me while you were watching it.
1: Oh, my God. Well, uh, the greatest thing in the world, I think. And I have to shout out my sister because I thought, you know, (laughs) me and my sister have completely opposite tastes in, you know, everything. And um, I was really worried she was going to like my octopus teacher, which would have been fine. Um, But, uh, you know, she texted me just like, you know, we we got 10 minutes into the octopus program. (laughs) (laughs) She's apparently seventy-five years old, but the program, (laughs) the Optimus Pro, the oh Optimus, that Optimus. We're
0: we're getting that movie. Anthony Ramos is going to be friend Optimus Prime. Netflix, their summary of the movie or their tagline is: "A filmmaker forges an unusual friendship with an octopus living in a South African kelp forest, learning as the animal shares the mysteries of her world." Okay, now IMDb. Being the shady bastards they are. Yes. Says a diver swims with an octopus that lives in a kelp forest. off the coast of south africa actually i love you i have
1: i i've hated you in the past imdb i love you again that's wonderful (laughs) come on that's shady i will i will say um there's also like you know we we mentioned the few documentaries that were not nominated that quite should have been um there's some great ones that are nominated as well crib camp is a really good documentary now that literally like you know was released like just before the pandemic started. So of course that one's not going to really like, you know, get there collective, which I mentioned in uh, the uh, international film category, really good documentary about responsible journalism. um, And like through like the like scandal in the hospital industry of all places right now, there were several um, and there's going to be a few more, but there were several pandemic documentaries that I think could have held a little bit more importance. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I, I really don't know how a year so good with documentaries. And I thought, like you i didn't love time as much either but if like time was on there like or if time was gonna win Mm -hmm. okay cool like i I didn't really love that one as much but it's telling something important it was made very well it just didn't really like emotionally capture me but my octopus teachers just i i
0: I really don't understand how we got here it's nuts i have to apologize that wasn't imdb it was rotten tomatoes (laughs) (laughs) was that a review (laughs) (laughs) that was my review (laughs) no um yeah, that's crazy. All right, let's jump into directing here. All right, so directing. But one more thing about my octopus <laughs> teacher. No,
1: I'm done. I'm done. I swear to God I'm done. Okay, here we go. All right. Best directing. Another round. Thomas Winterberg. <laughs> Mick. David Fincher. Minari. Lee Isaac Chung.
0: Nomadland. Chloe Zhao. Promising Young Woman. Emerald Fennel. So I think they want to give this to David Fincher. Honestly. Um, I think, but but Chloe Zhao, I think has yeah. the momentum um, and especially because as we'll talk about that later with nomad land. Um, what's interesting is I think if promising young woman was going to win, this may be the area that it does. Um, but I don't think it's going to. And I think promising young Woman's going to get shut out.
1: That's going to be interesting. Talk about promising young woman getting shut out in a little bit. Um, With best director, it's Chloe Zhao, um, and it's sort of like if you want to look for a split, don't come looking in best director, because best director is not going to offer it. I think she—I don't know how many how many awards she's been cooking with, but she's she's got it. she's got it easily it's in the bag it's just you know and i can't think of anyone dethroning except for maybe lee isaac sean and minari because maybe then uh you know minari no no that's not happening sean that's not happening it's not happening why do you do this to yourself (laughs) i'll keep going Um, but no, I think, yeah, they, they really wanted to give it to David Fincher, but it just, the momentum did not switch that way. And, um, you know what? Good. I hope they feel like shit about themselves for not giving it to David Fincher at the right time. When no, 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 no. Tom, Tom Hooper's loving his Oscar. Tom Hooper's loving his Oscar. Yeah. Way to go. Way to go there. (sighs) Oscar. Yeah. I I'm a little bit. Okay. Yes. All right. Let me talk about this for a second. All right. Social network was in 2010. And uh, David Fincher uh, made probably one of the best movies of the decade and probably one of the best in, you know, the modern era of cinema. You could put it up there if you want to. It's really, truly great. Mm-hmm. And the King Speech one for Best Picture and Best Director. So I'll just say, like, you know, you know, if, if they, they, like I love the Oscars want to give best. You had the chance. You had the chance. But a Stuttering King got you,
0: didn't he? But you know what? Here's the thing, Sean. David Fincher's getting the last laugh because Tom Hooper directed Cats. So let's remember, (laughs) time heals all wounds in a lot of ways. (laughs) Meanwhile,
1: David Fincher is right. Yeah, so wait, in the same year or in one year off, David Fincher's getting nominated again and Tom Hooper directed Cats. Yeah, he's working on the
0: butthole cut just for like the Razzie reel or something. He's oh like God. maybe
1: HBO Max will like this. So yeah, we both said it. <laughs> Chloe's Chloe Zhao. It's Chloe Zhao. Um, and shout out to two women being on here. Um, first time it's uh, happened. Really wish it was Regina oh. King for one night in Miami. I agree with that it's really unfortunate, but th- that that movie just didn't pick it up pick up enough. But yeah, should we do the next costume design? All right, best costume design. Emma, Ma Rainey's Black
0: Bottom, Mink. Mulan. Pinocchio. I mentioned this earlier this is where I think that Emma and Milan could have it uh, could be neck and neck with it. Um, I I'd probably lean towards Emma uh, because I do think that again the period piece and really bringing that to life I mean it's the same reason why people like the David Copperfield movie with Death Patel um, and it, which when it first was announced that I was just reading the title I kept thinking of the uh, the magician. Oh God. <laughs> When is he dis? When is he disappearing? The Statue uh, of Liberty. It's not the movie I signed up for, um, but also Mulan. I think could pull it here too because it was beautiful in terms of the the uh, the costuming, um, and Disney sometimes pulls out weird technical awards. Um, but I, if I had to choose, which I do, <laughs> it's Emma. <laughs> I agree with you on Emma. Um,
1: I also just think Mulan is like a pretty pretty quick shutout. Um, I don't know what it is about it. I think it's just because people are just so lukewarm on the reception that, you know, Disney does have their way of campaigning and they can like, you know, they can bother everybody that's a voter and stuff and they can pour a lot of money into that campaign. But, um,
0: but I let's just, remember why the reason is because they completely took the story of Milan and butchered it when they, yeah. when they based what was going on in a magical power, like you, you took the story and you shot it in the foot.
1: Yeah, and that's true. And so, yeah, that's true. And that's not the costume designer's fault, visual effects fault. Well, no, that's what we're both saying. We're both saying that where it's just sort of like, but I'm sort of saying from a narrative standpoint that, you know, a costume designer is going to be like, that movie kind of sucked and maybe not think about, you know, what's going on. Um, I'm rooting rooting for, but also, um, you know, I I truly think it's going to be Emma. This is another one where I'm doing this every single time with the technicals, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Is also there. I'm I'm basically. I don't know where I'm gonna switch it, but Ma Rainey's Black Bottom is getting some friggin' Oscars. Yeah, Uh, I mean, besides in the performance category, they're getting some technicals. Um, I don't know which technical they're getting, but they're getting a technical somewhere, and I gotta figure out what I'm gonna rearrange, which terrifies me. Um.
0: (laughs) You're gonna rearrange a lot coming up. Like
1: we still have (laughs) a week and a half. Well, I mean, I'm I'm publishing on uh, Monday.
0: (laughs) You still have. Four days, three days, two,
1: two and a half days. Oh, that's true. I'll probably rearrange a lot for them. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go cinematography. All right, so best cinematography goes to Judas and the Black Messiah, Make, News of the World, Nomad Land, and The Trial of the Chicago Seven.
0: So this one, I want to hear your thoughts. What an
1: unimaginative list. I mean, some of these are good, but I really, you know, and Boy, this is such an unimaginable. I can't even say like what could, should have been on there or what else could have been on there. I won't get into that, like, because I just can't think of it off the top of my head. But the fact that it's mostly like best picture nominees and stuff. I mean, I'd love to see a Ma Rainey on there. I'd love yeah. to see, you know, I mean, because when you're when you're doing something like you know in the '20s when it's super hot, look, get, get like, <laughs> come on, like get get that going there. But um, that you know, sweaty always has good cinematography. But anyway um what do i have for this um so for the longest time uh just like a lot of these it was mank and it was because of a stupid reason and the stupid reason was it's black and white so the cinematography must be amazing i will say even though it's black and white the cinematography is amazing in mank however the reason why people love nomadland Land is for maybe many reasons, but one of them is that it's absolutely beautiful. And I think it would be pretty crazy for that one not to be on there. Now, you know, what else could compete boy? It's really either mank, it would be really cool. If Judas and the black Messiah could like all of a sudden just like, just show up there, like nothing like a pro wrestler, like just coming in out of nowhere. Um, But I think this is going to be going to Nomadland because this is where we start start to have to build awards for Nomadland because it's winning that Best Picture, so we got to start you know (laughs) building up those awards for it. And this will give it, I think. Well, we'll talk in a second. um, You know, about four of them uh, for what they've got. So that that's not that it's not that you need that qualification for a Best Picture. You don't need a qualification for like winning any awards, but it makes a little bit more sense if a couple of more awards come along for the ride.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. I would expect that here too. Um, it's kind of interesting because when I'm thinking about cinematography, I want to see something different, not just straight shooting. Mm-hmm. And I think of some of these with like Mank, Nomadland, and Trial. I think of just normal, like yeah. nothing special, to be quite yeah. honest. Um, News of the World, I think, is unique and could yeah. pull that. Um, I also think about Judas and the Black Messiah with some of the choices they made going through. I don't. I think Judas could get. It's, I think Judas deserves a couple of awards, um, or at least recognition. Let's put it that way, the umbrella of recognition. I think this is one area that it could pick it up. Um, but I, I agree I, with you on Nomadland.
1: I want to go back to you on News of the World because I didn't give that a fair shake. That is a beautiful film. Mm-hmm. And uh, I do remember when I watched that uh, almost two and a half hour long movie uh, with uh, Sam on the couch. Um, I literally scream out, that's a shot from a John Ford movie, shot from a John Ford movie. <laughs> and she is just passed out. <laughs> so, <laughs> She's so, like, that's great, honey. <laughs> <laughs> like, I bet it looks beautiful.
0: <laughs> All right. Let's do animated feature film. All
1: right. Best animated feature film. The nominees are Onward, Over the Moon, A Shaun the Sheep Movie, Farmageddon, Soul,
0: and Wolfwalkers. This is Wolfwalkers, right? <sighs> <But laughs> is it, it
1: Wolfwalkers walkers or is it Soul? Don't do that. It, don't do that to me. Um, it is Soul. Mm-hmm. It is Soul. Now, here's, I, I I tried. I tried to do the Wolfwalkers thing. I was very excited about it. I tried to do the Wolfwalkers thing. Um but uh, we know how Apple TV Plus campaigns. And they campaign <laughs> by getting a paper bag, screaming the name of the movie in that paper bag, and then throwing that movie over the Hoover Dam. So <laughs> this, <laughs> so, this oh, will be, man. yeah, this will be going to Seoul. I mean, first of all, it's the default anyway as the Pixar movie, it's the Pixar movie with several other nominations. It has won, it's like, you know, technically it's won all of the animated awards that it needs to win in order to get there. Um, It's a shame that, you know, we're not getting something cool. Um, And, you know, a lot, also, by the way, like the two of us are, might be the only one, like (laughs) everyone else loves Soul. Like they really do. Yeah, they do. They really do. So it's a crowd pleaser. Everyone really does love it. So, you well, know, what's funny I, about
0: that is I don't think that Disney loves them. Like with their Pixar films and what they're doing in their Pixar films right now is really freaking amazing to me. Um, so, but that's a whole other topic. But whatever. Are you talking um, about uh, Luca? I'm talking about the fact that they've. That's yes, Soul and Luca. But they're oh Soul them, and Luca, yeah. They've dumped them both on Disney Plus. Yeah.
1: Um, well, we should say dump them both on Disney Plus for free. That's yes. A, yeah, yeah, yes.
0: Which is interesting. Um, they do have. They did win two BAFTAs. One of them is the. Um, by them I mean Soul. Uh, best animated film. It won best animated feature at the Golden Globe um, and the PGA. It won the PGA Tour apparently. Um, <laughs> uh, dumb joke. Uh, but it, it won an award there as well. Uh, the PGA award. Um, so I, this is the category I feel like always defaults to Disney. I know I've said that a few times tonight about like Disney gets more recognition sometimes than I think they should. I think there's, um, they just always are strong performers. This is always a category that I think they do well in.
1: They, there, there's times where they go, uh, they venture off, but you're right. Pretty much. If you're betting on Disney, you're good. Um, I think of when it was The Incredibles 2, which I don't think is a great Pixar movie, but what came in there, this was the most amazing thing that happened. But Spider Man into the Spider Verse just came oh, in. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Like, good call. You know, like, good call. And it, but you're right. Most of the time, a few other times, which is uh, Shaun the Sheep, the Farm Again movie or whatever that's coming out now, there was a um, another movie by that same studio that uh, came in. Um, it was, was also awesome a Rabbit movie. Yeah, it the, the Were rabbit. rabbit. There we go. But- so,
0: Go ahead, sorry. I'm <laughs> getting I'm kidding.
1: <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm like- <laughs> no, but it, it, they're, like when we really think it's it's sort of nuts when we think about the history of this, because before that, like the first uh, ever one was Shrek. Then right mm-hmm. after Shrek was, uh, you know, Spirited Away, which mm-hmm. is in some regard the greatest movie of all time. And then like after that, like, you know, then all of a sudden Pixar started to take shape. And I believe it was Finding Nemo. It was. Then it was The Incredibles. Then, you know, 2005 happened. And I'm not that good with that memory. But it just like there there will be. I think that was probably one of the curse of where Rabbit came. Through so this Are you um, reading a list, I truly am not, which is even worse. It's I should say
0: spot I am. On. <laughs> <laughs> well, so what but, happened was you're right in 2001, it was Shrek, then Spirited Away, then Finding Nemo hit in 2003, 2004 was The Incredibles, um, Happy Feet took 2006, I forgot, oh, but then we got into Ratatouille, yes. Wally, yes. up, Toy Story 3, Rango randomly, um, and, and then Brave, Frozen, Big Hero 6, Inside Out, Zootopia, Coco, Spider Man, Into the Spider Verse. Toy Story 4. So it very much is a Pixar-dominated Pixar and Disney. And,
1: and it's tricky because when you say, like, you look at that and you listed those names, and I'm like, wow, some of those were nominated for Best Picture. They were so freaking good. And so it's sort of, you know, is this a hangover from that? I mean, guarantee, granted, Soul was pretty close to a Best Picture nomination. They were a couple of seats out of there. Um, and so, you know, I don't know, maybe that was just our preferences, but... Um, it's tr- it's very tricky. It's it, it the whole I don't know. Like it's it's tricky how it can be always Pixar. I hope that like it just you know when they do sequels they do they do uh, terrible. That's what happens honestly. Except for Toy Story four, but Toy like Toy when Story they 30. do and Toy Story three, Toy Story two didn't happen. No so <laughs> but <laughs> except for those, yeah, there's not much um room for them. And um, but then you know like you you label them off like Ratatouille, Wally i I'm like oh wow. <laughs> gem 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 and then I just don't exactly know what to do and one more thing about my octopus teacher oh, I thought you were playing me off I haven't done anything yet <laughs> oh, oh see I was doing a bit because I was going to go back to my octopus teacher when they make that a Pixar film I'm out <laughs> <laughs>
0: Didn't they are? Wasn't that a uh, Finding Nemo? All right, Ed O'Neill um, as the Octopus in Finding Dory. Yes. <laughs> All right, actress in a supporting role. Now we're getting into some of the crazy ones. Okay, this is the, we're we're
1: we're into it now. All right, so here we go. Best actress in a supporting role. The nominees are, oh god, Maria Bakalova, Borat, subsequent movie film delivery of prejudiceous bribe to American regime for make benefit of one glorious nation of Kazakhstan. Glenn Close for Hillbilly Elegy. Olivia Coleman for the father, Amanda Seafried in Mank, Yu Jung Yun in Minari. I don't know.
0: <laughs>
1: I kind of do, and I sort of love it. Do you because, think it's Yu Jung Yun? Yeah. That's what yeah, I, think I think too. It's Yu Jung Yun and it's only recently. Like, if you know, like, there was an article before where I was just like, this is impossible to figure out. We're never going to know. And then all of a sudden, she started winning and she started charming. She won a BAFTA and talked about how uh, British people are snobby. <laughs> <laughs> and the crowd loved her. I mean, really? Like, she is, she is loved. Like, you know, she's crazy about it. The other nominees, you know, Maria was like, you know, hot for a while, but she lost a little bit. Glenn Close. What, what happened with Glenn Close is people started to say, from we have to give it to Glenn Close to, we can't give it to her for this. We can't do that to her because then she has the mark of hillbilly elegy on earth for the rest of her life. And that just won't. She burn. has it
0: anyway. Let's be real.
1: Okay. We can all forget about it in <laughs> our next film and give her an Oscar soon. Come on. Uh, <laughs> and then you got Olivia Colman for the father recently won. You know, it wasn't something that like, absolutely. I mean, it's, it's amazing. Of course, it's a great performance. It deserves the nomination, but it's not something where you could win that like that close to each other. Um, then you got Amanda Seyfried happy to be nominated. And then you have uh, Yu Jung Yun, who like puts in this like very like upbeat and yet also complex performance. Not to mention, this is the big reason why you know I have her on here is because Minari is not going to win Best Picture secretly somehow, and Minari might not get any other Oscars. And so pretty much this is going to be the situation where it's like, how do we honor Minari? Yeah. Let's honor through Yu Jung Yun. And th- it, it's it's sort of I don't know why it took so long for this to be clear, but it's kind of a no
0: brainer now that I think about it. (laughs) Yeah. I'm right there with you. I'm excited for it. I think, um, the rest of them, I agree with you with Glenn close. I think Olivia Coleman, um, could make a push, but I don't think she has. I mean, like the time to make it has probably passed. Um, and Maria Bakalova, I think it's just really wonderful that she was nominated to be honest. Um, and that we're going to see a lot more of her because she's she's in a new movie coming up. She already uh, has been signed by an agency. Like she really put herself on the map with that. And for that, I do really credit um, Sasha Baron Cohen.
1: Yeah. Her uh, her talent is incredible. In that, it's not just that she was very funny and that she like did some comedy there. Her interview with Rudy. Um, she didn't know how safe she was in that situation. Yeah. She was a character pretending to play another character while also trying to like, you know, handle two different like sides of emotions and then start to draw something else out of an actual person. This that's not, you know, and, and yeah, Sasha has been doing that for a while with his goofiness, but not to the level that Maria was able to do in that scene. It's, it's kind of like, she deserves this nomination without a doubt.
0: Yeah. That's a really good way of putting it. I didn't even think about the, the risk she took in all these, or in the, the, all the scenes, I should say, like the entire movie. Jesus. Um, that's just, uh, it's. this is a complete side note, but it's just wild to me. like, <laughs> like what he does to make a movie. Um, I don't know. I mean, he said he's done
1: with it. And I'm like, I don't blame you, dude, because you've almost died a lot.
0: Multiple times. <laughs> multiple damn times. Excuse me. I a coughing in the microphone. Oh. Um.
1: So while well, you're about to do that, we're about to do Best Actress. I have to pee. So <laughs> there. Yeah, you choke. You choke that up and then
0: uh... go for it. This was a banger. What is this? Chim Chim Tree? <laughs> Are you doing Barry hits? No, it's all part of the Oscars.
1: Wait, can you not hear it? No, no. I, I think you took it off me. <laughs> I'm really just confused. Here. Here we go. Hey, boy. Hey, yellow. Hey. God, what the hell is Soderbergh gonna play?
0: and then i love like they end with the reprise forgot how much i loved the oscar music um all right, let's jump into Actress in a Leading Role.
1: Okay. The nominees are Viola Davis for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, Andra Day for the United States vs. Billie Holiday, Vanessa Kirby for Pieces of a Woman, Frances McDermott for Nomadland, and Carrie Mulligan for Promising Young Woman. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I, I th- this actually, I'm, I'm, I'm sort of not even kidding. It literally could be any of the five. Um, this is the first time like you, and not even like, you know, it might be this, per- like the, it's, it's a, it's a 20% chance. I really don't know what to do. I mean, so I'm going to, I'm going to run through my takes on what each one sort of like the the narrative behind each one and what's going on here. Hit me. So we got Viola Davis. Viola Davis has won a best supporting air quotes Oscar for um, for fences. Should have been best actress. She has never won a best actress award before. Um, She would be the only second. That's disgusting. Only the second best actress award to ever uh, or uh, to be an African-American. That was a weird way to put that. Um, Then the other part of it, she'd be the first black actress to have more than two Oscars. Did not know that one either. Um, so like that one I just learned, and I'm really upset by that. So, you know, also Ma Rainey's Black Bottom really works for her. It's for the performances are what ground it, that's what could put her up there. And she won something recently. It was the sag, so she won a Mm sag. And here's where people just say, Well, that's the Screen Actors Guild, that's actors, and in the academy, those are all actors too. Now the Academy is a smaller contingent of actors, so that's not exactly a guaranteed win. That's something we got to be careful with, um, but that could be her uh, win there. Jay um, is an interesting one. Won the Golden Globe, beat these four women. Th- these four women, she's already done it. I mean, she has pretty much already done it. She is rising above a movie that is just very poor. And and she's playing someone. She does a great job in it. But, whoa, it's just very poor. (laughs) So, like, there's this chance where, like, you know, when you have these uh, four much more famous women, you say to yourself, well, we can't figure it out. So let's go, Andra. That's my, like, you know, theory on her. Here's the fun theory for Vanessa Kirby. Um, Everyone else has won different types of awards at different moments of the, and she hasn't won anything yet. So Vanessa Kirby wins the Oscar and that's a completionist story right there.
0: (laughs) Joe, I gave you something, buddy. You know, I absolutely love her performance in that movie. I absolutely loved it. Um, I don't know why I like that movie so much. I, because it it certainly has some problems, um, but I, I don't know. I, I think I can. I used to compare it to, um, what's it called? Uh, um, oh, my gosh. Marriage, Marriage Story. Story and how, like, grounded it was. And, you know, it's it's grueling. It's tough to watch. It's kind of, in a way, it's nowhere near as good, but it's kind of like The Father, which, with the topic it's tackling. Um, I don't know. I'm just, I loved her performance, and I want her to be recognized for it because she fucking deserves it.
1: The, the, the problem, unfortunately, I think is I know. it's not, well, there's that, there's, there's no, that. there's that problem, but we won't even talk about that problem. The big thing is that it's a very difficult watch. And so uh, when you have a screener, I'm assuming you just kind of like put that in and like, after like, you know, what, when, when I remember when it happened, when the ambulance came and all of a sudden it said pieces of a woman on the screen, I was just like, Oh, you gotta be freaking kidding me. I thought the movie was over. <laughs> was, I, was like, I just went through hell. <laughs> oh i I no, i i agree she deserved like it would be beautiful if she gets i will say you know she's got a you know this is really dumb for me she's got a bright future ahead of her but she really like you know she'll be casting a lot of cool stuff um but you know that that's that's the theory behind her um the i'm gonna go to my actual pick in a moment but first the the carrie mulligan thing i don't agree with um, everyone's just like, Carrie Mulligan's going to win. And I'm like, why? And they're like, because <laughs> like, I think, I think it's a, um. there's, there, there's a lot that's moving behind promising young woman. Mm-hmm. And so they want to put her there as well. She's wonderful in it. She's great. But all, all five of these women are amazing. But I, 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 I don't know if I haven't said it, but their performances are absolutely stellar. Yeah. yeah um, I agree. And, you know, with her, it's great, but I think it's more about the movie there, and I think more of the love is surrounding the movie. No one's really, like, created a narrative around Carrie. Now there'll be people that say, but why do they need a narrative? Why can't you just rely on the performance? We're predicting Oscars. Shut the fuck up. So that's what <laughs> – <Hold laughs> That's on. how I get rid of our listeners. Uh- <laughs>
0: Thank you for being a part of this. Uh, We will see you next year.
1: (laughs) But uh, that is, uh, that's why I just don't know about the Carrie Mulligan one. I'd say that she's a pretty safe bet. If you're going to be betting some house money, bet Carrie Mulligan. But my pick is going to go to recent BAFTA winner, Francis McDormand. And the reason why is because the one thing that's like was standing in her way from winning was that she'd win her third Oscar. Mm-hmm. And people are like, well, you can't win your third Oscar. Like, Why Why not? First of all, this is Frances McDormand we're talking about. She should be winning her 18th Oscar. But also, if we think about this, um, she won it for a fairly divisive film in Three Billboards for what was a great performance. This is a different performance than what she was in Three Billboards. Some would say an opposite performance. This is a different performance. Um, it's a beautiful performance. It's a subdued performance. It's in a movie that everyone is absolutely loving, especially Oscar. <laughs> I think that, no, like for some reason, Francis McDormand, and this is just recently, this is just recently. And so I, I'm going to change this pick 12 times, but I really think it could be Francis McDormand. But if you're filling out an Oscar pool right now, I mean, this is NCAA bracket, baby. Close your eyes and just like, you know, target. Like there's, there's true, it truly could be anyone.
0: Especially Oscar. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Especially uh,
0: Yeah, Oscar's going to do that.
1: Oscar's going to not look.
0: I think Viola Davis still pulls this off. That's um, it's just my gut feeling on this one. I did go back and forth here because I, I don't think Vanessa Kirby's going to, obviously, as much as I would love her to. Carrie Mulligan, I don't think is going to get the push. Um, I do think Promising Young no Woman's going to get shut out. Um, United States versus Billy Holiday. You kind of convinced me at one point that Uh, they can make a run there that Andre day at least could make a run. Um, Nothing else in that film can make a run. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Francis McDormand and um, Viola Davis, I think are the two front runners here. And I, I I'm going to give it to Viola on this one because I I do think her performance was stellar. Um, She really embodied that character. It is a uh, based on a true story or true life portrayal. Uh, I think that is something that really, um, you know, gets the Oscars excited in the morning when they first wake up. <laughs> um, there's something you can call that something, but uh, we're, we're a PG podcast.
1: <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> but, <laughs> <whoops>. <laughs> no, we're fucking not. Um, so yeah. So I, uh, that's what I think is going to pull it, but we'll see. We shall see. It's it
1: like, I'm, I'm just going back. Cause now you said Viola Davis and I'm like, Oh, I think it's going to be a Viola. Like, <laughs> I really don't, I really I know, don't uh, know. Uh, I mean, something's got to happen in like the next. Well, I mean, I publish in four days, but you know, some sometime soon. Uh, this weekend, I just got to call them up. Be like, "What do you
0: think?" Um, but- <laughs> yeah. um, you're. We're gonna be texting all throughout this. You know that. Like when this is actually going on, <laughs> it's <And> gonna be. <laughs> I'm gonna be at a film like Film Society watch party, um, and I'm gonna be drunk by the time it gets to the top roles for <laughs> the top <laughs> r- awards. Oh, man, if you're drunk, I hope it goes to Andre Day. What? <laughs> <laughs> no, I hope it goes to Vanessa Kirby. I will cry. I will literally I hope cry. it doesn't if you're drunk. <laughs> You'll be drinking, too, probably. I will, yes. <laughs> All
1: right, actor in a supporting role. All right, and the nominees are Sasha Baron Cohen for The Trial of the Chicago 7, Daniel Kaluuya, Judas and the Black Messiah, Leslie Odom Jr., One Night in Miami, Paul Rocky, Sound of Metal, Lakeith Stanfield,
0: Judas and the Black Messiah. I think they're all great performances. My money is on Daniel Kaluuya pulling this one. I think Paul Rocky could make a run. Ooh,
1: that's a fun one. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love that. And I think that would be a very cool, interesting sort of uh, mm-hmm. move. Um there's a few theories on here. Um, Daniel Kaluuya is, you know, the smart money is the big winner. I think he. I, I forget if he still has the streak at this point, but there was one moment where he straight up had the streak where he everything he was nominated for, he was winning. Yeah, and it's just like, oh man, dude, <laughs> that's that that kind of doesn't happen. So I think he's he's pretty solidly in there. I want to talk about some of the weird theories, and one of them was one of my favorite. Where when um, Lakeith Stanfield and Daniel Kaluuya came in here, they said. Are they going to split the vote? <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> they're going to they're going to vote for each other and I'm like, no no no, that's like that's that's um Emma Stone or Rachel Weisz where they were at the same popularity at that point. That is not like, you know, the, this one Fair is point. like one's in the stratosphere and one is why is he there? Not <laughs> as a nominee, like not as a performance-wise, but just because he should be in lead. But yeah, That true. was um, you know, so I think uh has got it there. There are a lot of people saying Sasha Baron Cohen um and those people are saying that because they're thinking they want him on stage and they want him on stage to honor him for uh the second borat and just because he's a fun controversial figure now the producers of the oscars and the voters of the oscars are different people so that, <laughs> that point, theory doesn't point. hold the greatest amount of water but they, they like they said they'd want to see something interesting and get him on stage and I he he was high up there. I remember th- this was weird. Remember when Leslie Odom Jr. Was like the top, like, you know, possible
0: with that. What a nutty time. But that was few and far, like, or not few and far between. That was a short lived moment. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was like, he was talked about for a while. It was short lived. Everyone was talking about how Paul Rocky should have been nominated for the Golden Globe and wasn't if I'm
1: mm-hmm.
0: remembering yep. correctly. Um Sasha Baron Cohen, as I think he was kind of like wildly in the lead for a little bit. Um, he was too, yeah. And it's this one's really ebbed and flowed. I don't think Leslie Adam Jr. ever really picked up enough steam. And Lakeith Stanfield, I think if you're going to give it to someone from that movie, it's going to Daniel Kaluuya. Yeah. Um, and that's how I arrived at my decision of Daniel Kaluuya. <laughs>
1: I really, I really, I, I mean, I love your Paul Rocky pick. I really do. Cause I, I kind of want to see I, it. That's my dark horse.
0: I'm not saying yeah. it's my pick. No, but. your, your <laughs> pick is glue. Yeah, yeah. Um,
1: but I love, I love that theory. Cause, um, cause sound of metal is getting best sound and then that's it, which is fine. But like, there's something about, you know, it's going to be losing out on probably a performer up top in a little bit, which would may have gone the other way. That's going to be something we're talking about quite a bit in a second, but, um, I love, um, I love this list. I love that Leslie Odom Jr. Finally decided to uh, stop stage acting in a movie. Um, Cause he was just always like gesturing and like, like very big. And in this, he just like, you know, calmed himself down.
0: And so that was like,
1: I see a great future for him in movies. If yeah. he wants to keep doing
0: that. I'm really surprised that he was nominated for this and not music. Um, that is really the shocker of these awards for me. Um, he gets a pass on that movie and I don't know why. Just putting that out there.
1: He does get a pass. He's not. Nobody ever talks
0: about him, <laughs> and he's just—he's just completely like, uh huh, uh huh. Well,
1: well, that's like when uh, Kate Hudson uh, decided to, like, um, you know, for your whole Bones, bring her entire family and be like, "Look at all of these people."
0: <laughs> yeah, be
1: kind to me.
0: <laughs> oh my God! All right, actor in a leading role. All right, here we go, big times.
1: The nominees are Riz Ahmed, Sound of Metal, Chadwick Boseman. Chadwick Boseman, Mal Rainey's Black Bottom, Anthony Hopkins, the father, Gary Oldman, Bank, Steve Yun, Minari. All right. Hit me with it. I mean, it's Chadwick Boseman. Um, there are plenty of people that want to say Anthony Hopkins winning the BAFTA is a big deal. Um, it's not. It's not. There's been the memes of the people that are like, it's a two man race now. And they show two horses and it's Chadwick Boseman and Anthony Hopkins. And I'm like, nah, buddy. No, um, I, 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 I've tried to like imagine the scenario where that happens and I truly can't, it's, 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 it's unfathomable. Um, this is Chadwick Boseman. Um, you know, like if you want to play out a scenario that would be interesting, it's not going to happen. But Chadwick Bozeman and Anthony Hopkins are neck and neck. They're not, but are neck and neck. They're like, you know, they're, they're going after each other. They're going after each other. Vote splits. Riz Ahmed wins. That is, like, the kind of scenario that I could see happening – or, no, excuse me, that I could, like, draw up that could happen in the past. Um, that's, like, a very much a Nicolas Cage, Jack Nicholson, Jack Nicholson about Schmidt, Nicolas Cage adaptation, and then Adrian barty wins
0: for The Pianist. I actually would love to see that happen. It would be really cool, right? <laughs> yeah, I really would like to see that happen. You kind of just excited me around that. Huh. But that
1: very much won't. Um, I think there's just too much in the <laughs> –
0: just crushed your <laughs> all right
1: <laughs> oh boy oh boy I yeah I can don't we, know can what? we address the uh you know the Delroy Lindo not in the room yeah I think we need to um that, that was not in the
0: room address
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay good we're done um Delroy Lindo not getting nominated um for best actor in five Bloods I understand De Five Bloods is a very weird movie I get that it kind of got shut out by the Oscars. I I almost totally get it. I don't agree, but I get it. Delroy Lindo is going to be the kind of performance that, you know, I'm not going to forget. I know that the Oscars don't always nominate every single performance that they're supposed to. But it's really tough for me to fathom that one. Like that one's one that's just like, I really can't put that together in my head on why that's been taken out. Now, you know, no disrespect to the actors there. Um, Gary Oldman, lovely guy. Um, but, uh, you know, I'm thinking, uh, you know, you'd be out of there and Del Rolando should be in there. Um, Steven Young being in there from Nari is amazing. I'm not going to go through everything there, but I, I, I'm truly uh, a <laughs> lovely guy. But I'm, I'm taking you out of there. <sighs> yeah, that's pretty much where I, you know, stay. I think I'm with you there.
0: I think I totally agree. Um, I. Uh, I think if they don't give the Chadwick Boseman, it's going to be more of an issue than anything else. Like, And I don't mean that to take away from his performance because it was phenomenal um in both of his movies this past year he last year he was great um and i do think he deserves it but if they at this point with a posthumous award if they weren't to give it to him they don't want that
1: (laughs) with with a posthumous award that is sort of like expected at this point yeah um and i know that yes the father does have this late surge and that's like part of it as well, you know. That like, hey, Anthony Hopkins could be riding on that late surge, um, but you know, even you know, there, there's there's a legacy award to this, and that 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 also pisses people off to hear. Um, but Chadwick Boseman's performance is also great. Yeah. and was, that movie it, is so interesting. It's so good because he's he's challenged the whole way through. Because Wolf, he's they're, they're they're doing a play, and Wolf instead gets uh, George C. Wolf, the director, gets right into his face during one of probably the most difficult monologues any actor has to do. And he, he sells it the whole way through. He sells that character. He sells that type of character. I think that, you know, it, it's, it, it would be difficult. And, you know, we're all talking about the fact that like, you know, if, you know, there, there's people that have that echoing in their head, if he was alive, what would this race look like? It would be different, I think.
0: Yeah, I agree. I do
1: agree. But I, I still think he'd be pretty high up there. Like, I, th- I still think he'd be pretty close.
0: I don't think you're wrong there. I think that's spot on, actually. Um, it would its very interesting, even what. Maybe this is going to be controversial or not right to say, it, but it's, it's tough. Yeah, but go for but, it. But even with Viola Davis, I wonder how much attention she would be getting if oh, Chadwick Boseman wasn't getting the attention for Ma Rainey. Um, but that takes away from her uh, her acting, and I don't want it to take away from her because I think yeah. she was really good in that. All right, the time has arrived. We've done it. I got to scroll back
1: down <laughs> uh, for those for those, uh, you know, uh, looking at the behind the scenes. Look, we've been looking at the uh, Oscar uh, list. And uh, so best picture was some reason in the middle due to alphabetical uh, issues. So <laughs> we've we've had to go up from there. But now we're going for Here we go. The nominees for best picture are the father Judas and the Black Messiah. Mank, Minari Nomadland. Promising Young Woman. Sound of Metal trial the chicago seven
0: okay i want to give you my breakdown of all this go go here we go it is very well documented on social media right now that mank is not my favorite (laughs) (laughs) um no i there is a an ongoing conversation that uh was i think happening in general and then uh bill maher instigated it a little bit with his comments um, I've had conversations with people offline about it, uh, people that agree with sort of the, the whole woke message uh, that the Academy uh, agree that they are following a woke message and maybe that's complicating the nominees and all that. Um, I don't know. I, I don't, I'm not here to say where I fall on that side. I have my own opinions. I think that the picture, the best pictures that are nominated here are uh, worthy of nomination and that's all I care about at this point. Um, So with that, I look at these films and I'm going to rehash this argument briefly that I made on, uh, you know, on one of our battles a few weeks ago. Um, I look at the the stories that they're telling and the father's focused on dementia and really uh, observing the downfall of, you know, or the deterioration of the mind. Um, Judas and the Black Messiah is a snapshot of um, a very unique character in the black community at a time that, uh, well, it's a picture of the, the issues that we're seeing played out today, really. Um, but it's, you know, it's a story that needs to be told and it's based on a true story. And I really enjoyed how they did it. Minari is a beautiful film about a, an Asian family trying to make it in America and really follow that American dream. But documenting every step of the way um, all the challenges that they impact that are impacting them. Um, Nomadland, I think, it brought great attention to sort of the forgotten people of our, our country and even of the world. And I think that, that was a really well done performance and well done film. Promising on Woman, I think, is very important, um, although I do think it misses the mark in some ways, uh, you know, to bring up sexual assault and sexual misconduct and really um, take a character and empower her in a film about sexual misconduct and sexual assault. I think that's really unique. Um, and uh, especially with Emerald Fennell being the writer uh, and director, as well as Carrie Mulligan's performance, I think it was a strong movie. Sound of Metal is a very unique film that I liked when I first saw it, and I'm growing to love it even more, which has kind of uh, been interesting with a few films from this past year. Uh, but of course, you know, focusing on a drummer who is losing his hearing and really what that looks like. But I think the way the film was done really elevates that entire topic. And then the trial, the Chicago Seven. Um, I am a sucker for any uh, legal film. I'm a sucker for Aaron Sorkin's writing. And I think the performances in this were really great. Um, Mank is a fine movie. I am not here to shit on it. It deserves to be in the conversation. But when you're looking at, the best picture um, and the performances and, you know, even going back to some of the stuff that we talked about with cinematography and directing and, you know, script writing and all that. Um, I would love to see The Father win. would love it. I don't think it's going to. I think it's going to Nomadland. Nomadland's totally winning this. Um, but if I had to pick my, you know, who I would want to win, it would be The Father.
1: So, yeah, I'm picking Mo- Nomadland. Have a podcast. <laughs> fall that shit that was beautiful okay so um <laughs> what I'll say uh is uh, I am also picking Nomadland what um, <laughs> when, you, when we talk about like the PGA tour and uh, also the PGA <laughs> producers guild directors guild um it's all going to Nomadland and those are kind of just solid and everyone's like well last year Parasite happened last year that was the greatest miracle of our time like it was truly wonderful it's not happening again this year Nomadland is winning Best Picture now. You know I've thought about this a lot, and I've thought about how very, very often it is director picture differently recently. Like Mm -hmm. it's just you know they because they want to you know give that a they they want to spread the wealth. Yeah, Um, I can't see what could snag a picture from that. Um, Trial of Chicago Seven was the front runner for a very long time. Um, Promising Young Woman has become a front runner that could sneak up. We got to remember who's voting in the Academy. It's a diverse group, and then it's a shitload of old white guys. And I will not say that they were definitely against Promising Young Woman or for Promising Young Woman, but there's definitely something there where it's just going to be – that's going to be a fairly divisive film cannot really grab the whole community that way. Um, I I truly look at if there's going to be something other than Nomadland and the one that I want. Now, first of all, my favorite film of last year was Sound of Metal. Um, Sound of Metal. And so that's why I think Joe is coming around to it because I won't shut the fuck up. No, but, no, no, no. <laughs> no I, I, just I actually watched it again and I really like it. It's so good. <laughs> um, but really, like, you no. Know, then, of course, we have the opening of the two months of uh, 2021. And so then Minari came into my life. And, uh, you know, uh, Minari is just absolutely beautiful Beautiful. just a great uh, like first of all like i love to just like repeat this this great American story, yeah. and I love to say because it is straight up an American story in every way. Um, and while devastating things happen, they're not the devastating things you think. Like oh, a career, a Korean family moves into middle America, and white people are there. It's like oh shit,
0: no, that doesn't <laughs> white happen. White people are there. <laughs>
1: like, <laughs> That's and, but that and that doesn't happen. Instead, we get a heavily made up Will Patton carrying a cross back and forth, helping them out in the fourth I oh man, I, I love Minari. I love what says about religion which is not like even bad or good but a sense of community involved in it and like how people like talk about it and also like we've just said minari is just it's just so beautiful beautiful i really wish this was a different oscars where because i think something like minari could get into that top spot pretty easily I think like a few more months of it or if it was laid back a few or if it was running in tandem with Nomadland, there could be something there. Because I think I, I, I had a theory for a while that Nomadland was going to sneak best picture. That theory is, is falling apart as I, as I drive it down the last freeway of the American dream. Full of vegetables that are just being set ablaze, and I, I just truly can't. Like I, I, I want to, like it's I want full to. Full the vegetables that are being set ablaze. Just, I don't know where my poetry is coming in right now, but, um, truly, I'll, I'll say this: Land is going to win. Minari would be my lovely sneak attack pick. That's where I think if a few technicals go to Minari, maybe something different can happen, but. Nomadland is still an amazingly beautiful film as well. A film that does say a lot. A film that is very difficult to recommend to friends and to parents and to relatives. And that's actually my issue with it winning Best Picture is because I want that to be one that like more people can see. Yeah. And Nomadland is not exactly that film. Now, I'm going to be a hypocrite. Here it comes. Moonlight. Also a difficult one to recommend to parents, but that is also, you know, like I talked about with social network, modern cinema. Those are the ones we're going to be looking at, like, you know, 30, 40 years from now. Yeah. And so will we be looking at Nomadland? Ah, it's really good. So there's a chance. Um, I don't know if it captures things the way that others do. Um, so I went off on a tangent there, pretty solidly. But basically, we're both thinking No Madland's going to win Best Picture. We both think that's lovely, but we'd like something else.
0: Yeah, I
1: uh... <laughs> Minari, man.
0: <laughs> I, I mean, are we? Is there a possibility for an upset?
1: This is how I always think about it. And oh, I was, I was, I was sort of going on this, and I interrupted mm-hmm. myself like eight times. Um, you know, because Chloe Zhao is so certain to win Best Director. Mm-hmm. There could be something else that wins Best Picture. Yeah. There could be. And you mentioned, I think, uh, on the last pod, um, or maybe just after it, um, there was an article that said, uh, could Trial of Chicago 7 just win yeah, Best Picture? A movie can just win Best Picture. Now, you caught me on this podcast saying, um, like, you know, well, if it gets about four Oscars or five, then it would look good as Best Picture. Spotlight won Um, Oh man, I'm going to butcher it now, but won two Oscars. One of them was best picture. That was it. Grand Hotel, granted that was in 1930s before like, you know, I don't know, everything existed. Um, (laughs) But Grand Hotel in 1930 won just the Oscar for best picture. And that's the only time that's ever happened. It's possible. And it would be kind of cool to see it happen. And I know that's crazy to say that like a movie could lose every other award but then win best picture it's kind of like it was a great picture but none of that was good enough like it's a very weird message to send and like grand hotel i think there was like literally like you know five categories or something it was like very early on so it would be interesting if it happened but like you know i look at something like spotlight spotlight won best picture it deserved best picture spotlight's an incredible movie and i'm not saying anything else differently about it for only winning two oscars so it would be interesting if the upset were to happen, it would happen in best picture. Um, what would it happen to? I truly don't know. I mean, Minari that would win two Oscars. There we go. Um, there's my, there's my, uh, you know, the father. I mean, we're saying the we're saying the father is going to win a couple of other Oscars and best adapted screenplay. That actually makes more sense. That's a fun little upset. Upsets can happen. I just think it's going to be definitely nomad land, but the upsets, the upsets are
0: possible. I want the father to upset it so bad, but it's That's not true. going to.
1: I, I, I will say this of our two upset theories, mine's Minari, yours is the father. Your upset theory makes more sense. It truly does. Like, because that, that is the one where it's sort of, you know, like Nomad Lad has been out there for a while. Yeah. And everyone's been talking about Nomadland for the while. The father, like, just came into it, and when it came in, um, to quote the poet Miley Cyrus, it came <laughs> in like a wrecking ball.
0: I hate you so much. God, I hate you. <laughs> oh my God! All right. Well, we didn't get through this episode without quoting Miley Cyrus. Um, we never do. <laughs> every time. Um, but we did it we made it to the end about the oscars we
1: did it we did the oscars now you're gonna go edit your list aren't you i <laughs> i don't know i don't it's gonna be late on monday <laughs> that's, what can, that's what i can tell you is there's no way i'm gonna be getting this done this weekend it's it's an easy thing it's like what like 15 paragraphs that's nothing
0: but pretty <laughs> um, much have it done
1: I mean, I have all the picks. I just, I'm going to change them a million times. This is my rule. This is the rule I'm going to set to myself. Uh, Once I write the paragraph surrounding the pick, that's it. I can't change the pick.
0: I'm going to write a rebuttal. No kidding. (laughs) (laughs) That would destroy me. (laughs) We definitely, definitely won't do that. Or I definitely won't do that. But. Uh, the good news is that we are making our picks. We have locked some of our picks and we'll probably edit them when it comes to the pool that we're running. And I want to let everyone know that there's still time to join our inaugural Guide to Movies Podcast with Joe and Sean Oscars pool by visiting the link that's in the show notes. Or you can find it on our uh, social media. We have different posts up about it. And I'm sure we'll be posting between now and the Oscars. And you can catch the Academy Awards. This Sunday, April 25th on ABC, then join us the following Wednesday, 28th, one week from today, which will be our recap pod. And we'll probably have a guest with us chatting through all the craziness. Uh, Stay tuned for that. Sean, where can the people find you? People can find me. I'm done with the math. Uh, I can't do the uh, voice. Um,
1: Math teacher movies on Instagram where I do monologue Mondays, What the Oscars Got Wrong Wednesdays, and Final Shot Fridays. I review movies of old and new and TV shows of old and new. I could make that quicker if I wanted to, but I won't. I also (laughs) have an awards watch with math teacher movies column available on guyatthemovies.com every Monday.
0: Excellent. And you can find me at guide to movies.com as well as on Guide to Movies on Instagram, Guide to Movies One on Twitter, and a lot of other places. Having some fun with TikTok recently, so check me out <laughs> on TikTok. Guide to Movies once. Uh, Sean, don't stress. The Oscars are gonna come. They're gonna go. There. They're gonna be a thing. You're I, gonna be upset about them. It's okay. I
1: have to remember <laughs> actually because my picks were um, for last year were nineteen seventeen and Sam Mendez 1917 and That got us parasite. So, I'm I'm okay. I'm okay with my picks being wrong. I'll 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 say that.
0: I'm. Hey, look. I'm just ready for. I want an upset. I think that's the thing about the Oscars. Like people like root for the upset. All right. Until then, peace. See (laughs) you. Bye. (laughs) Bye, buddy.